Sometimes change can feel scary, but it can also be exhilarating. A time to stretch our boundaries, embrace opportunity, and start something new. Welcome to the Baby Brunch Parenting Series, made just for you by BrightRock, the provider of the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. This is a Baby Brunch Podcast. It takes a lot of guts to come into the studio and to unpack scenarios and situations. And on babybrunch.co.za and on Jackpot, we we have incredible podcasts. We speak to a lot of moms and dads and sometimes we get to educate. Sometimes we get to unpack stories that are real. Parenting is real. It's It's happy. It's sad. It's confusing. We have to make a lot of choices. And, and I was so inspired by your story that I just had to hear more. I wanted to know more. And when you were willing to open up, I just thought to myself, you could help so many women out there who don't know which way to turn. So first of all, I want to say I want to keep you anonymous only because your children still have a dad. Whether he's a good one or not is irrelevant because this is about your babies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you anonymous because you're a professional and I don't want people to judge because it's a human quality sometimes to judge people based on what you have done or even who you were married to. Welcome to Baby Brunch, the podcast series. Hi, Alana. Thank you for having me. How old are you? I'm 35. You have three children aged eight, six, and four. Yep. Busy household. <laughs> were you sure at the time that you wanted children? Yes, definitely. From even My mom said from six months old, I picked up a doll <laughs> and I patted it on the back and said, shh, shh, shh. So yeah, I was definitely destined to be a mom. What kind of mom are you? Um, I would say quite hands-on, quite strict. We, we've got a very strict routine, which some people question and query, but it works for us. And at the same time, we have lots of fun. I'm, I'm blessed to be around them a lot. So I'm involved in their life a lot. Who does school runs? Either myself or their, their grand, which is my mom, which they call Nanny. Mm. She's a lifesaver. She does a lot. She's there whenever I can't be there. So she's always there for them. They, I think they want to live with her sometimes rather than be at home. <laughs> it's a lot more fun at Nanny and Popo. Things weren't always rosy and happy and beautiful. I look at you and you're an attractive woman with beautiful mm-hmm. sparkly eyes and great hair and beautiful skin. You got married to a guy. Mm-hmm. At the time, what was he like? Oh, he was the life of the party. He was the fun. He, he was a joker. You know, we always were out and about and everybody wanted him to be around and we just had fun. What were things like after the first baby? Uh, a big change. Obviously, becoming a mom for the first time, there's a lot that you don't prepare for. Mm. Simple things like sterilizing bottles and the sleepless nights and juggling everything and the emotions and mm. you know I'm, I remember clearly sitting outside one night um my eldest could wasn't going to sleep and crying and crying and I sat outside and I cried with him mm. I didn't know how to stop it um so it was it was quite stressful and it started he wasn't um helping out as much as I believed he should have I think it, that everyone mom would like them to help out more mm. it was it was quite hard to for the adjustment but we still enjoyed being parents. You mm. know, we were both very hands-on parents, um, did a lot with, with him. One of the things we often spoke speak about on, on the series is support. 
We tell these stories because we want to let people know that being a parent is awesome. Would you do it again? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) So would I. Yeah. Husband, I want a third baby. (laughs) We also want to tell the real, you know, that it's Mm. hard at times. And that there were certain things that you expected from your then husband that he didn't commit to for Mm -hmm. some or other reason. Yeah. And I mean, my life changed drastically um, and I felt that his didn't. Um, So I became a mom. He became a dad, but was still able to go out and still able to do his weekly soccer or whatever sport, golf, um, go to the pub with friends, whereas I had to stay at home. Or if I wanted to go out, it was quite a big plan of action to, mm. to do that. So your whole life does totally change. Mm. And I felt that, you know, sometimes that maybe theirs doesn't change as much as you as a mom does. In, in one of our previous podcasts, it's the mom of twins. Uh, Lauren, I say to her, so when you go for two massages a week, mm-hmm. how do you get out of the house? And she says, I tell him. Wow. <laughs> Good for her. She says, I don't ask. Mm. I tell him, you know. So, I mean, I can speak to that. Um, I don't have two massages a week. <laughs> but, but I hear what you mean, that mm. expectation was different to w- what you actually got. When you had a second baby, was the baby planned? Yes. Yeah. No, he definitely was planned. But, and and the timing, I mean, my kids are all very close together. Mm. And we wanted a big family. So, yeah, he was planned and we were all very happy. Cracks had already started to show. um, But, you know, you just push on because you, you, that's life. You do have hard times and, you know, you just meant to carry on and Mm. deal with it. When does the life of the party, the exciting Mm. husband that's out there, the one that everyone wants to be surrounded by, when does that become a problem? When it takes away from your family. You know, missing races that your kids are involved in, saying that you're going to be there and not being there. um, That's when there's a problem. Was he hungover? Mm. He, He dealt with his hangovers really, really well. Um, a lot of people would say you wouldn't even know, but it's obviously it was a combination that of um, stuff that he was using that wouldn't give him the hangover. So he would wake up early, bright eyed, like nothing happened. Yeah. What was he addicted to? So from the beginning, um, if I look back, he was always really an alcoholic. You know, we are a social society, so we do enjoy going out and partying mm. and stuff like that. So. It is seen as a norm in a way. Mm. So he was always that. And uh, I've got a huge issue with, with drugs. I've never used anything. Um, too few, I don't like it. I don't, it's not anything that I was raised with. And I didn't notice, but yeah, he was, he was quite a big drug user as well. It's hard to imagine that there's two small children you as this beautiful young woman who I see in front of me, who has to face, well, because it's complicated, right? Mm. You have a guy in your space who's your husband, who's now the father of your children. When, when did you notice that this is his problem? I think I noticed early on, but I just pushed it aside, like I said, because I thought it was a norm. And I'm not one to um, bring everybody into my relationship. Mm. I don't think my drama is anybody else's drama. So I did. I pushed it aside. It was all the late nights and it was weekly um, going out. I think it was just my tolerance level. So I, I knew it was there. I just 
thought that that was a norm. And, and I, I believed, probably because he told me, that's what everybody does. And I must just accept it. Mm. And I'm, that's what I deserve. I deserve for somebody to go out all the time because they need their, their time. And, you know, I don't want to put pressure on them to be there all the time and all that kind of thing. So I felt that I, yeah, I was, it was, that's what all I deserved. But you also deserve a sober husband. Yes, exactly. And then I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't a norm. When you're walking in the door at half past six in the morning after being gambling and unable to find your car and I'm feeding a six month old baby, um, his breakfast. You know, that's not normal. That's not a that's not a life. That's not a reality. You had a third baby with this guy. Yes. And obviously the cracks were there. Um, we always wanted another child. I always wanted three. Obviously having two boys, we wanted a girl. Um, I was very blessed to have a girl. She wasn't planned. I was on the verge of separating with him mm-hmm. and I fell pregnant. My first child I took nearly eight months to fall pregnant with, with her instance so she was meant to be part of our family and a part of my life mm. and i would never change her but yeah there's there was already it was on a downward spiral from there i'm i'm so inspired and so happy when i see how you speak of your children because even though your marriage started out as a fairy tale mm-hmm. and something that was fun and beautiful you're turning their life into something beautiful because it doesn't matter that the alcoholic addictive dad person mm. is not there anymore. Definitely. It's not their fault. <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong. Um, they were brought into our lives and I will raise them and I'll make them see the positive. Um, the, there is a, always a concern from a genetic points from an alcoholic or addiction. So I'm blessed to have noticed that and I will hone in on that with my kids. My eldest is a sports addict. Mm-hmm. He will play every sport that he can possibly do and he doesn't want to sleep. If he could, he would just stay up and play. And that's the good side of his addiction. Um, so noticing that and, and allowing him the freedom and the space to come and talk to me and um, let his anger out in a good way rather than trying to suppress it um, because I don't want the same path for him to go down. Mindfulness and talking about emotions is one of the things that, that we do. We have an amazing psychologist that joins us in studio often and Janine Bull, she explains it beautifully where if you can name an emotion, you're already mm. two steps ahead. You know, you mm. you can say, I am angry. I am angry and sad. I'm feeling happy, but I'm sad because, you know. Mm. I'm amazed that that a single mom is at that point because your children are young. Mm, they are so little. small. Yeah. How did you how did you break the new was he abusive? No, um emotionally, yes. What would he say? That I wasn't good enough, that if he left I would have nothing. Um, you know, that I needed him financially was a big one. Um, from a work point of view, we worked together. So if if I left, then I would what money would I have? Was he your boss? Yes, basically, yeah. Which and unfortunately he also ran that business into the ground. So there's no business. So I lost a whole job with that. Yeah. How did you tell him you want to leave? Um, funny. I just woke up the one morning and I said, I want a divorce. And it just, you know, I, I'm an overthinker. I think of everything and I plan everything and I plan what I need to say. But I just literally woke up and rolled over and said, I'm done. Did he party in the night before? Yes. Was yeah. he drunk? Yeah. What was his response? Um, the same as always. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure, 
let's see how the day goes. Did but, he give you gifts? Um, yes, I used to get, I called them sorry flowers. Mm. So I used to get flowers after he'd done, you know, gone out, stalling and stuff. Then obviously, but normally it was a Friday morning and I, we wouldn't speak. And then, yeah, we would, I would get the sorry flowers in the afternoon. But if the man you love has an addiction, you stay and you help him. Yes, because it's, you know, you feel sorry because it is, it's a disease. So you feel maybe you can help. But I was just done with the helping because I tried and tried and tried. And, you know, it got to a point where I was understanding addiction because I was taking the time to to learn about it and realizing that it's not going to, I can't help him. He's the only one that needs to help himself. And if he can't, I can't, you know, make him stop. Did you ever think of joining him? No. I drank. Um, I partied. Mm. Um, sometimes a little bit too hard. But no, I was, because I was so anti it, and in our circle of friends, they never approached me. Mm. And looking back, I realized how big the circle was of the use around me, mm. within my own house. And you didn't know about And it. I had no clue. And nobody asked me mm. because they knew how strong my opinion was about drugs and drug use. So no, I never was sucked into that at all. If you were sitting here right now, what would you say to him? Um, I think I would probably say, I'm sorry that you haven't realized what you've got. Mm. And not in regards to me, um, because th there's no connection between us at all. So I look at my kids and I go, wow, I am so blessed to wake up in the morning and sometimes getting them ready for school and, you know, one's got one shoe on and the tie is half done and but the buttons are all mismatched and you're going, really, do I have to deal with this? But they are a blessing and, you know, we sing in the car and they make me laugh and they achieve things beyond the things that I could ever have dreamed that they would achieve. And he's missing out on that because of a disease and um he he doesn't live in the country anymore so he doesn't see them he hardly speaks to them they don't sometimes want to speak to him mm -hmm. because they're having fun at home they're playing so to speak to somebody on a phone is for a four-year-old hard not, work yeah it's not yeah. your priority unless you can do facetime and make yourself look like yeah, a shark even then i mean <laughs> uh, my daughter at one eight stage she um basically said to him on a call, who, who are your kids? Wow. Yeah. Oh, what are you telling me? <clears throat> because she doesn't know him. She was so little. She has no recollection of, of who he is. Yeah. So she, she doesn't know. Yet it still is not enough. It's, it's not your rock bottom that to have your own daughter say, who are your kids? And yet you, you still continue using. Are you sad? Um, I was at the time. Um, my perfect family had mm. splits. I had to tell everybody mm. about this, which to me I is love a how huge they leave pride. it up to you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a pride thing. Mm. I come from a, a, a happy family. The sense we 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 do good 
Um, mm. We have morals and we we live by rules and routine and all that kind of stuff. Are your folks still together? No. My parents got divorced when I was very little, um, but they are fantastic parents. They are amazing friends still. Um, mm. You know, we do birthday parties with everybody. There's no mm. animosity at all. And I've got the most amazing step parents. My stepdad is basically my dad. Um, you know, he's he's there for everything that I could ever hope for um and yeah so i'm blessed with from that point of view and the support that they give as well is just it's it's amazing and yet it was still scary to tell them so even knowing that they've divorced and it's it, they understand a divorce um for me to come out and say me with three kids with a job reliance on mm. my husband is walking away because of a reason that none of us agree with we don't get addiction we don't it's, you should be able to stop and mm-hmm. um, it's a it's seen as a bad thing i was associating myself with something bad i was allowing that mm. why couldn't i stop it so it was a huge pride thing telling people basically that i we things had failed mm. and it's hard to do that because you don't want to fail so i was very upset that the the marriage, the perfectness, more for my kids, I think. Mm. But looking back, mm, they, it's so much better. They were in, I was in a bad place. What did his habits do to you? Like, what, what, dad comes home, it's in the morning, you're exhausted, there's three babies, mm. um, he's drunk. I got angry. You know, why Why can you go out? Why can you carry on your life? You've got no responsibilities. I'm the one that has to stay here and feed. And yet you, you have no care in the world. You're out and, you know, it's always the story where you phone and then, oh, they didn't hear the phone. And, oh, but then they were having so much fun and then they bumped into this one or mm. that one and had to stay. Yet I had no choice. I had to be at home with my kids. So I was angry. I was frustrated that, you know, I I was always let down. Not only my kids, but I was let down. Mm. You know, and if a better thing came out and say we were watching a movie and an SMS that, oh, you need to come, the, the, you know, the like buzzing here. Mm. And, oh, sorry, I need to go because a friend really needs me. So I was always second best because of the addiction. Because that was that was his excuse. I mean, we had, I need to go get an ice cream in the middle of the night, you know. And do you really need an ice cream? And he didn't need an ice cream. He bought the ice cream, but it wasn't the reason he was popping out. And that just makes you feel unloved and not important. Did he do drugs in the house? Yes, not without me knowing. Um, he did. Um, we had obviously a lot of counseling and stuff and, um, yeah, it came out. I did catch them, um, sneaking in and out bathrooms and I confronted the group and was obviously told there was nothing. Um, but yeah, um, at one of my daughter's birthdays, I actually, we had separated already. Um, I had actually noticed white powder on his nose while we were standing by the cake doing happy birthday. And I was shocked. It's the first time that I'd actually seen it. Um, and it's his daughter's birthday. Do you really need to do that? 
So that was quite a... At I was 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, midday. With children around and... Yeah. And, you know, then you start wondering what happens if anything's left in the bathroom and one of the kids mm-hmm. think it's sherbet or, you oh, know. Dear. It wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. Um, it was a very, very hard decision. But once I'd made it, I am a Taurus. I'm quite stubborn. Once I've made a decision, I, I stuck by it. I think you're just strong. Mm. It was the right decision. Divorce is hard, though. Yeah, very hard. Just from even from just a legal perspective, you you know, you've got to go to the courts and it's quite scary. You think you've done something wrong. There's a mom listening to this podcast that's going, this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Give her five steps of how to go about to get out. You've told him. Yes. He heard you. Yes. So uh, rehab, he went to rehab. Um, I then, while in rehab, filed the proper papers for divorce. He then was able to have a backing, a support system. So, you know, because you feel guilty. You're also from the other family sides, they're saying to you, how can you kick him while he's down? Mm. And you're going, well, when he's up, it makes no difference to him. Mm. Whether he's down or whatever situation it needed to be done. So stick by what you believe in. If it's something that you want to do and you need to do, do it. Don't, don't listen to the outside people because they're not living your life and you you've got to live it and if you you're not unhappy don't live it and if people are saying but stick it out for the kids I was horrible at the end of my marriage to my kids I was short I didn't want to play with them if they did something that irritated me a small thing you know knocked the glue stick over or didn't put the lid on And it was the end of the world for them because I moaned at them and I shouted at them. Because you were stressed. "Hmm." And I remember my son walking in. I had an office at home and he walked in and he asked me for something and I just lost it with him. And I said to him, I'm trying to work. And he just looked at me with his big eyes going, he had no clue. He wasn't meaning to interrupt me. He wasn't meaning to take me away from work. He just wanted some time with me. But for me, that was... You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that because, you know, I'm not happy. So I was very short and not nice. How did you do it financially? Mm. Financially is very difficult. Um, I get very minimal support financially from him. But I, you know what? Life changed. My kids used to go to the shops and get kinder eggs when they stood in the queue. Now they don't. And at first, it was difficult because they they expected that. You know, they want the sweeties. They want everything because that's what they used to get. You Mm -hmm. can go to the shops and you can have nice things. And that was taken away. Um, So that was very hard, the adjustment for them, because it broke my heart because it's not their fault. They didn't do anything to deserve those luxury items being taken away. But they adjusted. And now we go to the shops, they know. We don't, you know, we go and get the bread and milk and we Mm. do that. Um, Obviously, my workload needed to increase, which it did. And my family, my parents um, have been, I wouldn't be able to have done it without them because they literally bailed me out. And it sucks because why must my family be put down to, you know, support his kids? Um, but they do and they're very happy. And somebody said to me, 
you know, because I, I feel guilt of taking. I don't like taking. But somebody said to me, people wouldn't offer if they couldn't. So take it. Mm-hmm. And one day you will you will we'll be able to yeah. pay them back. Yeah. You know, whether it's in kindness or whatever. So accept it. Don't don't try and be proud and try and do it by yourself because it is impossible. Take that support wherever you can get it. Married three children, you dreamt of a beautiful life, mm-hmm. your perfect bubble burst. Mm-hmm. You said no to lead a better life, not just for yes. your children, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your biggest change moment? What was it? What was the one thing that if you look at life and you're writing that book for every mom and dad listening to this podcast, if if there was one change moment that you that you you just it was that moment, what would you say was it? Um, seeing that my kids were still thriving, that nobody, like I said, I'm not a very, I don't like telling people too much on my personal level. Um, and at one stage we were a bit scared, um, for my kids' safety that, you know, they might get taken out of a a school environment, um, without us knowing, um, and I approached the school and just said, listen, this is the situation. I haven't told you we divorced, so, you know, this is what's happening. And they were shocked. They had no clue. They said, your kids just, nothing's changed in them. They're not acting out. Everything's just the same for them. And it made me, made me happy because I, I made it work. I, I made it um, as much as I was like that duck you know, on water with my feet going crazy and trying to figure out how to do this and sell a house because now it's in both our names and cars and all that kind of stuff. They still had the safety and the love and the care that they needed to carry on their life as if nothing was happening. And that to me was awesome. And they still are. So, yeah. Are you yeah. earning at the moment? Yes, a little. We do what we can. Um and I give my kids everything that they can, you know. Education is a very important thing to me. My my kids are very sporty. They need that um, better sports and education and stuff. So I give. I give whatever I can, um, which means obviously less for me. But that's okay. Because when they move out, then I'm going to have the money that, you know, that I need for other things for me. And that's fine. And they make me happy. So financially, it's very, very hard. Um, but we do. Somebody's always said, moms just we make things work somehow. Even if we have to ride them to school on a bicycle, we would do it. Are you happy or sad? Very happy. It's um, It was hard. It was a process. I had my up and down days. Um, you know, I was very emotional. Sometimes I'd be walking in the shops and burst into tears for no clue what. Um, and yet... I've never ever regretted my decision. It was the hardest thing, but in the long run, it's been the best thing. And I know I'm happier. My kids are safer, um, which was a huge priority for me. You know, looking back, drugs were bought with my children in a car, um, and that's not that's not safe. 
So I've taken them out and they're okay about it. And yes, they don't have a father, but they've got so many amazing father figures around that, um, that are there when they need. And you know what? I, I can be a mom and I can play soccer in the garden. I might not be as good as they are, <laughs> but you know, they, I can still do that. They don't, they're not missing out on that kind of thing because I can provide it. What gets you up in the morning to dress the babies? And I say babies because mm-hmm. even though my kids are grown up, my eldest is 14, I still say babies. Because guess what? You were small once. Yes. You are my baby. <laughs> but what, what gets you up in the morning? What gets you, how do you, how do you stay motivated? Like for instance, in my life, I have a mm. conclusion, you know, I have to have a conclusion before I leave home. Something that makes okay. me feel safe and, and happy and feel like I can do this in the day. And that's why people always go, oh, Belana, why are you so happy all the time? And I go, I, I didn't actually mm-hmm. realize that. I just know that I have this reason to live today, you it know, because yeah. that's my conclusion for the day. What gets you up in the morning? Is it a spiritual thing? Mm. Is, it a, is it a meditation thing? Is it a quiet thing? Is it a this is this is my now? Are you are you quite present? For me, I just literally want to let them. For my, it's my children. I want them to be part of society. Um, I want them to be liked. I want them to succeed. Um, I want them to go to school every day, even with a little sniffle. Mm-hmm. You go to school. We'll learn. We'll be we'll be the team players. Um, we we will help people. Um, we'll do good and whether it's changing things or just that positivity that they get to go and experience a happy life and there's no drama. I sometimes bring the drama when, you know, they haven't (laughs) eaten that pee and there's only one pee and I'm telling them they have to eat it, but they must, they must go out and have fun. And, And I say to my kids, you know what, you, you can be the best sportsman. You can, be the cleverest person if you're not kind mm. and if you're not out there to help that little boy that maybe isn't as good a bowler as you are, but you've taught him something and you've encouraged him. That is more important because you need to bring people up and don't bring people down. And I think the whole thing for me, because I felt I was going to be brought down because I was I was living in a bad addictive life with somebody and I walked away from it. I broke a family. Yet we still continue. Our family still continues. I think you built a family. Yes. I think you built a family Mm. because you know what, when your children are older and they look back at who made sure that they are safe and protected, Mm. then you can put your hand up. I think you've done really well. Thank you. Because they're safe. Yes. And they're thriving. They're happy. Baby Brunch is made just for you by Bright Rock. Becoming a parent changes everything, from your sleep schedule to your finances. That's why Bright Rock's Needs Match Life Insurance lets you precisely craft a solution to cover your specific needs. From protecting your income to covering your debts and your child's future, because you pay just for the cover you need, you can get up to 40% more cover. So get the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. Go to brightrock.co.za. Brightrock Life is an authorized financial services provider and registered insurer. Terms and conditions apply.